What is it you want? Real estate. It's the Red Hot Real Estate Show, where we can all find out how's it going for buyers and sellers in the real estate market. I have died and gone to real estate heaven. Looking to move? Hoping to sell? Call in with your questions to real estate expert Mimi Shoneman with Remax Results. I'm going to go out and buy a house. Here she is, your host, Mimi Shoneman. Hey, everybody. I'm feeling really fancy today because we have our superstar realtor friend, Miss Mimi Shoneman, on the line. Hello, Mimi. Thank you for Good gracing, morning, us, friend. gracing us with your presence. I know you're so busy. I know you're so busy, so I'm very <laughs> glad to be able to talk to you. I feel like it's having Beyonce call in to the show today, Mimi. So. <laughs> Thank you for being with us. So in the studio, it's been a while since I saw you face to face. Indeed. Our credit contessa, Miss Shelly Ferris, is with us from Caliber Home Loans. Hello, Shelly. Good morning. Good morning. It's so nice to see you. Right. We have been hanging out remotely. So thank you for joining us. Shelly, can we start with your NMLS numbers? That has not changed. Mm -hmm. No, it has not. So Mm -hmm. uh, my own, 367-826, and Caliber Home Loans, 15622. And Mimi, we do not always share personal information on the show, but I I do want all of our Red Hot Real Estate Show listeners to uh, wish you a belated and very happy birthday. Hello, hello. Aww, yes, because your birthday you very was much. last week. So I hope you had a glorious day. Uh, I it was appreci- not a bad day for getting older. Wonderful. One more trip around the sun. <laughs> Wonderful. Congratulations on all of that. So, Mimi, what's going on out there in the markets right now? Oh, brother. It is. Uh, it is a. Uh, what's the right word for this, Shelley? Hmm. <laughs> what this? What this is like? Hmm. A zoo. Yeah. A zoo. <laughs> so, a zoo. Wow. A okay. Zoo. Mm-hmm. So you know, I think that it would be really good information for everybody to understand what the the real world is out there right now for both real estate and mortgage, without sounding like a Debbie Downer in any way, shape, or form. And so if you're out there and you are thinking about buying a home, especially the buyers, this affects you a lot, when your real estate professional, if that's not us, tells you to swing for the fence, that's what you need to do. Gotcha. Um, We are seeing so many competitive offers, and we're seeing things sell before they hit the market. We're seeing things going way over what a comp would support. And we're, ask, we're seeing that sellers are saying, you know, can you make up the difference if the house doesn't appraise? And so it's a lot of things going on. It's a lot to take in. Mm-hmm. And so you need to be working with somebody who's proactive, trying to find you homes on a daily basis, and somebody who is working on coming up with effective strategies to help you win those bids. And what are you seeing, Shelley? Yeah, exactly what you're describing, Mimi, exactly what you're describing. So, and interest rates are still historically low. Very, very, very good. The long-term outlook shows that that's really not going to move that much. We may have a little bit of blips up, a little bit of blips down, but, you know, we're in the high twos for a Uh 30-year fix, and we're in the very low twos, and I've seen in the ones on the 15s, it's... Insane. I just, I know, I can't even believe I'm saying it and I'm awake. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Crazy. You're like, is this a dream or a nightmare? This is just, but I mean, the way you were saying that it was a zoo, there are so many things that are changing about the process even as we continue, right, Mm -hmm. Shelly? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You had sent me a great article on credit that there's even a proposal that they're going to switch how they're going to report out credit. 
uh, from the credit bureaus as they currently are to something that's more uh, administered by the government. So I don't know if that's a good idea or not. I don't know much about it, but right. it's interesting. Because- it's, not, it's interesting to know that that's even potentially in the works. And exactly. I think that it comes from, and at least the article that I sent you, from the fact that what we talk about so often when you're in, Shelly, is about how complex this credit scenario is. Mm-hmm. And there's lots of things that affect you and your credit that seem counterintuitive. And mm-hmm. it's a very like ungainly process. Mm-hmm. And that's why people need experts like you to help figure out how to do all of this. Oh, absolutely. Don't try this alone. No. Don't try this at home. And it's changing <laughs> all the time and there's weird rules. And I yes. use the word weird often in my life, but I feel like this is a good example of something that's weird where you think you're doing something and this should make an effect and it might actually come back to bite you. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Logic and rationale go out the door. Exactly. Talk to the expert. They'll tell you what to do. Right, right. <laughs> so, so you know, here's the thing, guys. December, I mean, it's hard to believe we're just in February because it really feels like it should be more like August. Um, but December is normally one of the slowest months of the year. But this year, it was not the case. Um, it was the pending sales in the Twin Cities area in December up almost 10% overall. And the price range with the largest gain in sales was the one million and above, where they increased almost 31%. So, you know, we're seeing just historically craziness going on. Market-wide, our inventory levels are down almost 40% over last year. And the property type that gained the most inventory was the condo segment. Um, That increased almost 41%. And single-family homes, we only have eight months supply. For townhomes, only seven months supply. For condos, we have almost three months supply. So when I say seven-tenths and eight-tenths for single-family and townhomes, three months for condos. So that's half of what's normal. Right. And wow. the, the single-family and the townhome market, that's a fraction of what's normal. And we're cut in half from where we were last year, and we didn't think we had anything to choose from last year. Wow. So... I'm going to just say, if you are approved for a $300,000 house, you should m- probably be looking more in the 250 mm-hmm. to maybe 265 range if you want to have some success. And perhaps, Shell, what do you think about strategies for mortgage? Uh, bringing on a co-borrower so that the down payment is larger? You can you can certainly do that absolutely. Um, another strategy is is if you're only qualified to two sixty, let's say, but you really need to stretch up there because you got to go up and over. Then you need to talk to your loan officer if it's not me about maybe some different mortgage insurances. We'll talk okay. about that today and how that can change out your monthly payment, and therefore you can qualify for more mortgage for the same monthly payment. So yeah, we we're looking at it all. Every refinance I talk to, Mimi, I ask them first. question question out of my mouth. Are you sure you want to refi? You sure you don't want to sell? Right. <laughs> because don't refinance if you're thinking in the next year or two that you want out of there, mm-hmm. then it doesn't make any sense and right. you might be better off this year than in two years. Who and knows? especially when you and talk... I would, Go ahead. Tamina. I would also like to talk with, with our pre-retirees. Um, I know that many of you are dreaming of a one-level living someplace. With building cost materials going up so fast, we're hearing things of building materials going up over 50% year over year. And we're also seeing where the builders are changing their purchase agreements. 
So you need to have a representative that's going to read their contract and represent you. We encourage you to reach out to us if you are thinking of new construction because the builders are changing their agreements where sometimes you might be on the hook for paying the difference in the material cost at the end. It was such that when you locked your price in at the beginning that uh, that was the price that you would pay at the end. Now that might be changing. You need to know these things. You don't need to be aware or you need to be aware of, of the things that are happening in the industry right now so that you are having somebody look out for your best interest. Shelley? Absolutely, yes. You can't, don't just wander into a model somewhere that is really kind of exposing yourself in this market, really, truly. You right. need representation more than ever. You right. need representation. And, I mean, I think that we still fall back into that, well, if I do it myself, I'll save myself some money. And just reminding yourself where sometimes that just definitely will end up costing you money in the long run, and you'll shoot yourself in the foot. Right. Well, and Mimi, isn't it true? I mean, you would be paid by the builder. You're not paid by the borrowers. You're paid by the builder. It's part of the commission that's in the transaction. So you should that have your representation. Currently. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you, you do at least want to understand, you know, who's sitting in the builder's model represents the builder. And when they start chatting you up, which they will because they're friendly people, um, you'll disclose lots of things to them that maybe you shouldn't. Um, maybe you want to just, you know, go in, you want to see things, you're going to have to register um, you're gonna, and when you register with them, if you're working with a real estate professional, many times this will cause them to create what's called procuring cause, okay. where they were the ones that procured the sale, and it would temporarily or possibly cut your real estate professional out of the transaction where you wouldn't be able to be represented, and that's unfortunate. So please do trust your real estate professional to look out for your best interest. That's what we're here for. We have fiduciary duties to our clients, and that's why, why we have those in place, to protect the consumer. Shelley? Yes, exactly that. Yes, I, I, I cringe a little bit when I, when I see a transaction come in on new construction without a realtor because they're, they're kind of flapping out there in the wind a little bit. Right. Trying to figure things out themselves. Have you gone over on any, any allowances? Oh, did I have allowances? Oh, boy. Right, <laughs> right. If nothing else, the terminology is a lot more complicated exactly. than you think. Exactly. And when, I remember every time you're, you know, when you're buying a house, even if it's not in that scenario, just if you're buying a pre-existing home, there's still lots of things that when you finally get that final stack of papers and you're signing page after page after page, you really want somebody that sat there and was able to go, here's exactly what you're signing away right, right now. Right, <laughs> on your side exactly at that don't right. treat it like when you sign up for an itunes account and you just check the box and say <laughs> yes to everything this is different than all of that a little different than iTunes. right so when we get back what are we going to cover mimi and shelly what are we going over today well we're going to talk a little bit about uh some i had i had a client come in actually mm -hmm. and as i was going through um my general spiel it kind of occurred to me this might take some weight off of people's shoulders if right. they understood what it meant when you come in and sit down with me and we talk about your credit and we talk about the credit simulator and we talk about what you gain and such with that so perfect yeah i think it would be great to give that information we can also answer your questions if you had a question just like can i get this mortgage Why scenario sounds kind of odd this is a great day for you to call and get that question answered by my friend Shelly Ferris and Mimi Shoneman the number is 651-641-1071 we'll be right back on the Red Hot Real Estate Show
Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071 and streaming on MyTalk1071.com. I'm Miss Shannon here with Shelly Ferris from Caliber Home Loans, also Mimi Shoneman from the Red Hot Real Estate Group. Taking your calls, you can call us at 651-641-1071. So, Shelly, you were talking about a very interesting scenario you've been working on right. over there in the mortgage industry. Right. And how that might actually help a lot of our listeners I out think there. there's a lot of people sitting out there thinking exactly these same things, and it kind of occurred to me. So I was met a client on Friday. He called because of the credit simulator offer that we do. And Wonderful. so he wanted me to, he said, you know, my score's gone down and I don't know why. And I want to know why. Mm-hmm. And I want to buy a house. And I've been trying to buy a house for a couple of years. And, right. You know, the, the typical scenario. So I said, well, let's come on in. He said, I don't want you to pull my credit again, though. I said, okay, get your credit report from right. the place that pulled it last or whatever. Because he's talked to a couple lenders. Mm-hmm. And so um, he brought in what he thought was his credit report, but I didn't think the other lender would release that to him. Oftentimes that's the case, folks. Right. They just don't do that kind of thing anymore. So um, it was just his score, which was fine, because then mm-hmm. I could see that his score was 792. Okay. And I thought to myself, hmm, <laughs> your score's dropped. Right. It's 792. That's great. What? Right. <laughs> What's the problem? Right. <laughs> well, it had been 811, and he oh, wanted it back. back yeah. Cotton picking? How do I get that? If I you had know? every gold star, wow. I want to keep my gold stars, too. Right, exactly. I'm not mad at him. Right. So we talked about why. Why was that? Well, I want the best... I want the best everything. I want yeah. the best interest rates. I want the best terms. I want the best programs. You're already there, dude. You know, 792. Right. You are pretty much, once you hit 760, there's really not a lot to gain in mortgage lending. Gotcha. Okay. So, so once you really hit that. There, you all know? right. Yeah. Well, well done. It's, it's, it's good to know where you're yeah. at. And I know from talking to you that once you get between, like, you can effect it seems really quick to get to like really quick is is probably oversimplifying things but getting from like this the the 400s and moving up and then getting up to maybe the 700s there's a lot that you can do to manipulate that part of your credit score but then once you hit like seven something there's a part where you kind of flatline and it's you harder, do. right? You plateau. Yeah. It's like losing weight. Yeah. Where you're just I like, just, I got to do something else now. Exactly. What am I, this isn't working <laughs> anymore. And it's age. You know, okay. some, a lot of that is age where right. it just, you need to have credit open longer. A longer period of time. Okay. Exceed that, that score model. But so I showed him, I kind of pulled the curtain back, you mm-hmm. know, pulled the curtain back and showed him how pricing works. Because okay. that's really what most people are after. Right. Is what I want the best interest rate. So yes. don't I need to have an 840 credit score in order to get the best interest rate and that's a misnomer. It doesn't matter. So absolutely okay. not. Okay. So I showed him. Here's the credit score at 7 or what's your interest rate you get at 760. Here's what we get at 800. It's the same interest rate. There's no right gain. And it was really kind of an aha. I almost could see like his shoulders relax like okay. Okay, right. I'm already there. I said, okay. go buy a house. Right. <laughs> you are ready. Because maybe, I think that that's part of when we talk about uh, credit when you're on, Shelly. And, and Mimi, we've brought this up before, is that it is good to have somebody to tell you, go, here's what will make a difference. And here's why it's worth it. Because I remember when I was talking to you about when I was going to get my mortgage, you're like, well, if you went up to this, it wouldn't really make a difference. And like, and you were honest. Where you're like, it's not going to make your payment go down. It's not going. So why are you going to spend all your time running around right now? Right. Like some of these things will just take care of themselves if you continue the good habits that you have. Right. But there wasn't like if I paid off this one credit card, you're like, 
Eh, just keep making your payments. There's no silver bullet. <laughs> exactly. So, mm-hmm. but then you know everybody's got the app, you right? Know, and the app tells you things like, hey, if you pay off these five collections, your score will go up. But it doesn't tell you. It just says in general it your does. score will go up. Right. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. It's not. It doesn't say when. Exactly. It doesn't say, as long as you don't charge anything else for the next, you know, three months or what. It doesn't tell you the rest of the story. So you really need. Someone like myself, a credit expert, Mm -hmm. to really look at your whole scenario, your whole uh, ball of wax there and see what it is that's affecting it and if it even needs to go up. Right. Right? And especially when you're talking about things where maybe it's in your best interest to use those funds for something else. Right. Where you're thinking, if I pay this off, then I'll... It'll make a big difference, and maybe it won't. So you may in your best interest to hold on to that money and just I, keep making your payments. I have people like that yeah. that say, okay, um, I'm ready to come in, Shelly. I just paid everything off and closed everything, so I'm ready to go. Closed everything. Oh, my gosh, that hurt my heart. Oh, my gosh, right? Yeah. When did you do it? Maybe yeah. I can still pull it right now. Right, right now, right now. Exactly. You know, that's what goes on in don't my Don't close. So no, don't yeah. do And don't pay installment loans either. Don't do that either. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of things that I think folks don't know. They're proud of of the little wins because that's a big accomplishment to pay off some debt, right? Absolutely. And so that is a want, want, want moment when somebody does something like that and it really causes them to, you know, not qualify for as much, maybe not qualify at all. Right. And then you can't get it back. It's not like, okay, I paid my car off early. Oh, you shouldn't have done that. Oh, okay, I'll reopen it. Oh, you can't do that. It's paid off now. So now you're going to open new debt to take care of the the credit score that you're going to lose. Now that's going to affect your credit score going down. There's so many things that can snowball at that point. So I try to tell people, please call before you do that. Don't don't just take it upon yourself, like just like we were just talking about, Shannon. Right. Logic and rationale go right out the door. So. I know. I wish there were some of these things that I knew, because the same thing, where I'm going, all right, I did the right thing. I closed that, and I did this, and I did that. Yeah. And I'm glad that I did it at a time that I wasn't trying to actually accomplish anything other than get better credit right, right, <laughs> right. kind of thing yeah. so it's like i had time to rebound from them right yes. <laughs> and to learn the difference which is why i read articles like the one that i sent you and mimi is because a- i'm going wait a minute i want to know how this works yeah. so that i can think long term right for stuff right right yeah and then it triggers and then it just goes from there exactly yeah. exactly because i think that's interesting like you said you get don't rid of, get rid of your installment loans i'm probably going to pay my car off in the next couple of years so i'm like well then what i'm supposed to do that right. you know i know <laughs> i know you feel like you're darned if you do and you're right because i'm like and, congratulations yeah. to me paying off yeah. your car and i'm like oh is it going to make my credit back because now i won't have an installment right i know something to grade <laughs> from right but you, you will have the whole rest of the mix or right. whatever but i know it makes you second guess everything that you do right like, Like, Mimi, when we people are working with you, like, how do you calm them back down when they like? Because I'm sure that that happens when they go, hey, I talked to Shelly and she said, don't worry about it. But I still feel like maybe that's not the right answer. So do you have to deal with that pretty often, Mimi, where people are like, how come this is working the way that it's working? Well, I think that, you know, so there are so many terms and so many things about real estate and mortgage that until you're actually doing it. It's really tough to understand, like, for even somebody who's never had a purchase before to even understand the term mortgage. What is that? You know, and so it depends on what level that somebody's had experience in to what information that they really need. 
Um, and so there's lots of questions, and people are very afraid to ask questions because I think for most of us, we don't want to look foolish right. in front of somebody. And it's, it embarrasses people to think, well, I don't know what I need to know. And right. the worst thing that can happen with that is for somebody to, you know, act like they're trying to act like they understand it when in reality they really don't. Mm-hmm. And the best thing you can do for yourself and for us as your team is to to share that with us. I'm confused. I really don't know what's happening here. I'm afraid. And, you know, there's a lot to it. It's an emotional process to buy a house. Is it not, Shelley? Absolutely. Yeah. I I was just telling this gentleman that I met on Friday. I, I like to meet in person or I like to do a Zoom call or I like to do a FaceTime call so that I can see your face because I watch for the rumpled brow. Yes. And I watch for up that we need to go backwards. I used letters instead of talking in words. Exactly. I need to explain what that means. There was a disconnect somehow. Mm-hmm. Maybe they were even thinking about something else at the time when I was yammering. Right. But it's good to know that that might be a thing that you need to cover. Right. Because it's exactly. a lot of information. It is. It really is. Yeah. There's a lot to it. Right. And, you know, I just really encourage all of our listeners to reach out to us with their questions. Um, either here on the air or or send us a, a message. You can always reach out with an email to Mimi at mnredhotrealestate.com, and that's posted on our show page. Um, you can also text Credit Simulator to 651-578-2218 to get uh, Shelly's special offer for a free Credit Simulator report. So please reach out to us with your questions. None of your questions are foolish. None of your questions, we have, if we have not heard your question before, we know where to go to get it answered. That's right, right, exactly. Shelley? Absolutely. That's a great way to put it, Mimi. Yes. Well, Mimi, what direction do you want to go when we come back from the break? Well, I think we're going to continue talking about some of the things that are happening in the credit world. And if you have an FHA loan, how you might go about converting that over to a conventional loan so that your offer looks more impressive. Wonderful. We'll also take your calls. You can be part of the Red Hot Real Estate Show here at My Talk 1071 at 651 641 1071. We'll be right back. Talk1071.com. I'm Ms. Shannon here with Shelly Ferris from Caliber Home Loans, also Mimi Shoneman from the Red Hot Real Estate Group, and reminding you that you can call in and be part of the show. The number is 651 641 1071. And we've been talking about how. How, why it would be in your best interest to transition from a FHA loan to a conventional loan, right, right. Shelly and Mimi? Right. Okay. Yes. Mimi, yeah, so here's right? why. Yeah. Here's why. Um, there's nothing wrong with FHA at all. Okay. Right, Shelly? No, absolutely not. Government loan, good loan, done them for years. Right. Here is the issue that sellers are afraid of. They're very afraid of this. They're afraid that the FHA appraiser is going to call work orders. Okay. And they have no control over that. And what they're also afraid of is that with an FHA loan, they get they get established a case number. And mm-hmm. that case number stays with their house for six months. So let's just say that buyer one makes an FHA offer and the seller accepts them. Then they're, they're wringing their hands wondering, oh, my goodness, worried about the appraiser coming in saying that they've got to, you know, put a handrail up in the middle of Arctic winter. Right. That they've got to, you know, put a new furnace in, that the roof is not new enough, that they might be 
needing to do that. Maybe there's peeling paint. What are mm-hmm. you going to do about that in Minnesota in February? Right. Nothing. So they're afraid. And so it's not like sellers are evil that they just, you know, have it against government loans. They're just simply afraid. And so, Shelley, talk about how you can convert someone who is an FHA buyer to, to a conventional buyer to, to maybe get over that hump of fear. Absolutely. And I do it all the time, folks. Right. So if you're out there with an FHA approval and you've been beating your head against the wall for many moons and you're wondering why your offers aren't getting accepted, even though you're going up and over like we're talking about, what Mimi just described is exactly that. Right. So uh, just a real quick definition. A work order is something that an appraiser goes in and he defines something that needs to be done before the house can close. Mm-hmm. So you might write up a purchase agreement. You've already done that if the appraiser's out there. But he might say, that thing over there needs to be fixed, and I have to come back out again and see that it's fixed before we can close. Right. And most listing agents put the fear of God into their sellers about that that thing that can happen. That right. right there. And the case number piece. And so... Um, they want conventional offers. Also, a conventional offer lends itself to somebody, or at least it's assumed, that the person is better equipped for okay. a mortgage. Mm-hmm. So um, FHA generally reflects that you've had maybe some credit bobbles. Maybe mm-hmm. you've had a bankruptcy. Maybe you've had a foreclosure more recently. And thing you can still get in a mortgage then. You can get FHA, but a seller isn't as apt to take an FHA mortgage mm-hmm. um, offering. So conventional is the way to go. That's the name of the game in uh, in the market today and we you can do an FHA loan for as little as 3% down payment you don't have to put 20% down a lot of people think that that alone is going to separate them from FHA to conventional I can't afford 20% down right. that's too much money for me exactly I'm going to buy a $300,000 house and 20% is how much mm-hmm. $60,000 I don't have time to do that now? exactly right? that's mm-hmm. just too it's too much money but you can do it for 3% down, and that's what oh, a lot of people don't realize. It's right. $9,000 is your minimum down payment, mm-hmm. not you don't have to go 20% right. down to So, Shelly, tell everybody how, let's use a real-life scenario, if you can think of one real quick on the, on the fly, of how you took one and, and converted from FHA to conventional after we take this call. Okay, okay. Well, let's take our call. All right, yes. let's do this first. Okay, so we'll start with Gina. We appreciate you being part of the Red Hot Real Estate Show. The number is 651-641 for everyone else out there. So, Gina, what's your question, please? I was wondering, when you have a bankruptcy on your credit, what can you do to better your credit, to put it in a position for you to be a first-time homeowner? And I do want to go conventional. Okay, well, great. Well, the rule on a, on a bankruptcy is that you have to be two years after the bankruptcy has been discharged okay. on an FHA mortgage. For a conventional mortgage, it has to be four years from the discharge of the bankruptcy. Okay. So it's a difference of two years before you can get your feet wet, before mm-hmm. you can get into the game. So if you... Well, it's been five years. So. Okay, good. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Then you're good. But to reestablish credit, you need to open up a couple credit cards and you need to get an installment debt you need to have unfortunately that i have okay <laughs> not unfortunately that's i understand good. what you're saying it feels like it's uh, that's yeah. one of those counterintuitive things gina where you're yeah. like okay but if you are a good steward of it it actually works out to your benefit it's just frustrating because mm-hmm. it takes discipline when you're like i just mm-hmm. i took care of it and i don't want to go back into that boat 
And it's like, right. no, this is just the this is the nature of the beast right now. Right. Okay. And how does that relate to debt to income ratio? Well, when looking when when lenders are looking at well, your credit. That's a great question. So if you have a lower credit score, then your your debt to income ratio needs to be lower in order for the approval to stick. If you have a better credit score, you can have a higher debt to income ratio. So we're going to use the minimum uh, payment on the credit cards and the installment debt as debt against you against your gross monthly income that we calculate. Okay. And that's how we come up with your ratio. Okay. So and if it's, if it's lower, mm-hmm. would getting an extra job help? Oh, it could. It could, except for um, you need to, if you have, are going to use both jobs to qualify. Oops, I think we might have lost her. Oh, let me be maybe. So let's do okay. this a second, because I know that uh, Sonny's going to try and get Mimi back on the phone. So let's do that a second. So okay. while before that, and we are going to come to Al, who's on hold as well right now, okay. but let's let Sonny do that. So in the meantime, let's go back to that scenario we were going to talk about um, that Mimi brought up. Right. Then that gives us a time. Yes. Okay. okay. So we, for, if you're an FHA buyer, and it's not because you've had a bankruptcy, but maybe you have a lower credit score. Mm-hmm. So FHA is a little more kind to like a 620 score, a 640 score, somewhere in that range. You <laughs> need to work with me to get your score up so you can get a decent conventional loan the difference is this if you you can still qualify for a conventional loan at 640 mm-hmm. even 620 sometimes but your interest rate is going to be higher and your mortgage insurance is going to be exorbitant okay the higher that score goes the lower the mortgage insurance and the more tolerable the interest rate okay so we need to work together folks we've got to get that score up and that's usually okay, and especially, I know we have Mimi back on the line, but a lot of times, especially when these scenarios, that's why we encourage them to contact you as soon as possible, because it's okay to have that, well, I'm going to try and plan for two years down the road. Right. And give yourself that time to actively work on these things so it doesn't feel like it's such a burden, and you're coming at it from a position of, of uh, misinformation, loss, lack, all of these things. So you're like, I can never do it. Right. When instead, they can work with you. I mean, I know from example and go, here's what I have to do step and step do this first and then do this next thing and then we give this a couple of months and you'll be fine because in the meantime Mimi you're out there trying to find them a house anyway right 100 mm-hmm. percent. that's all we do all day long look for houses for people right so it's like if you gotta work on that something. is my only job right now <laughs> right. is to find houses <laughs> well Mimi and uh, uh we have some time so let's go ahead and go to our second caller so Al thank you for holding we appreciate your patience what is your question for Shelly and Mimi Hello? Yep, go ahead, Al. Hi, um, I was just wondering, I listen to you guys uh, every every weekend while I'm at work, uh, but I was just wondering if, uh, how, how would I go about buying my first house? Okay. Well, the first thing you should do, Al, is call in to the Red Hot Real Estate Show. <laughs> right, you're doing the right thing. <laughs> right. Well done, Al. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. So you, you're going to want to get pre-approved because that, that pre-approval will stick for four months. So mm-hmm. if you're ready mentally to buy a house, then you and I need to get together and do your application. And I'll tell you how much you qualify for. We'll talk about closing costs, how much money is going to be needed out of your pocket. We'll talk about the different first-time homebuyer programs and which ones you qualify for. I mean, all of that mystery that makes you go, oh, I want to buy a house, but I don't know what to do next. 
all of it gets unveiled when we sit down together, Alan. I'm happy to do that with you. And then once we've done that, then you get together with Mimi and then she does her um, initial consultation with you on how to buy a house. Right. How we determine where you want to live and all of the things that Mimi talks about with that. And Al, one of the things I think is cool about that process is that Shelly can help set you up with some of the, like, if you're going to do this first-time homebuyer process, there's a lot of, like, online resources that you can be part of that actually mm-hmm. takes a lot of that mystery out of it as well. Right. And, you know, I you know it, I appreciate it because now I'm on, like, their email list and they send me little reminders of, here's how to take care of ice dams and here's how to, like, stuff that I'm like, well, I probably could have Googled that and then maybe made it worse. So it's nice to have <laughs> a resource like that Al that's going well here's some other things that you should know or here's what's going on in the housing market in general so not only can you enjoy the house that you end up purchasing with Shelly and Mimi you could also kind of prepare what am I going to do to build my long-term wealth you know is this going to be my first house maybe seven years from now you're expanding and you want to get a different house so does that make sense Al yeah so go to my website Alan fill out my application shellyferris.net and that's your first step Perfect. Thank you. Wonderful. Good luck. All right. We're going to go to our next caller. So, Sydney, thank you very much for calling. We appreciate you being part of the Red Hot Real Estate Show. You have a purchase question for Shelly? Uh, yes. Yes. Okay. Hi, Sydney. Um, oh, are you there? Yes, we are. Oh, oh okay. Um, okay. My question is, um, I recently um, um, had a, an inheritance, and um, part of it is in cash. And um, I'm wondering, um, I currently own a home. It's been paid for for a lot of years. And, um, you know, I'm employed. I have an excellent credit score, blah, blah, blah. I'm wondering if it would be, um, you know, a good investment to look at a second property or? Um, Absolutely. I mean, it's a great time to be able to do that, Sydney, for the fact that interest rates are so low. So if you're going to finance something that you're going to look to cash flow along the way, what a great time to be able to do that. Okay. And so Mimi would be the first person that you'd want to give a shout to so that you could sit down and do that buyer's consultation. Make sure that you're fitting your desires, your thoughts on on how to own a, an investment property into what Mimi knows best about exactly that. Sure. Okay. Wonderful. We'll make sure we follow up with you. Thanks and congratulations on that part of your yeah. journey, Sydney. That's Indeed. awesome. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. Yeah, okay. you're welcome. Bye. I'm always excited when people go, okay, I've got this and here's what my next strategy is mm-hmm. going to be. And I think that sometimes it takes a minute for your brain to mentally unlock that option. Right. You know, and to be able to go, oh, I can do that. And, you know, <laughs> and you get through the first and you're like, I don't even know where to start. Right, right. Mimi? You go, okay, I don't know. Because I remember when I was first starting the whole thing going, I just want to get into this one. But now that I got this one, I'm like, I'm like Sydney. I'm like, okay, what do I have to do next? Right. If I want to buy another one. Right. But if I want that to, that is a, so exciting. Yeah. You what know, if I want Shannon. To be a mogul? <laughs> yeah. I mean, so it's really exciting that you've already started to think that path to wealth. Yes. So historically, how people built wealth throughout the whole country and throughout the world was through real estate. Right. You're not. They're not making any more real estate, and mm-hmm. so you are on the right track to think about that. So if you think about it, you're living in your house mm-hmm. and then you turn that house into a rental, right, Shelly? That's right. And then you, you move and you use the equity and the leverage and possibly the rents in the unit 
and then you leverage that to get to your next place. Right. And then, and so it goes, right, Shelley? Exactly, exactly right. And before long, uh, the gentleman that I met on Friday, as a matter of fact, we were talking about that. Like if you can buy a property that's maybe a fourplex next or something like that, Shannon, you right. know, you live in one, you buy it as a primary residence, your down payment requirement is low, like right. a primary residence one is. And what ends up happening is the rents from all the other units ends up paying the whole mortgage. So, so there's so many options oh out gosh. there once you start going, okay, I'm going to have the right team to help me navigate this scenario. So we're going to go to our break. And when we come back for our final segment, what would you guys like to cover? Oh, we're going to talk more about that, you know, FHA to conventional. It's an mm-hmm. important part. And, you know, just the whole part about how does the mortgage insurance work and it really can change what I can qualify for. That sounds weird, Shelly. Right. Yeah. And if you have a question, today is, again, a great day for you to call in and get that question answered. The number is 651-641-1071. We'll be right back with Shelly Ferris and Mimi Shoneman here on the Red Hot Real Estate Show. Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show on MyTalk 1071 streaming on MyTalk 1071. Dot com. With us, of course, Mimi Shoneman from the Red Hot Real Estate Group and Miss Shelley Ferris, the credit contessa from Caliber Home Loans. It's been a great day for you to call in and get some questions answered. That number is 651-641-1071. That's so fun. I mm-hmm. love that when they call in. Yes, definitely. Exactly. Great questions, too, by the way, mm-hmm. even though I got part of it. <laughs> um, so I want to just give everybody a real estate person's opinion about the selection of your loan officer. Something that's very important to me as a realtor is communication with my loan officer. If I am working at 9 o'clock at night writing somebody's offer and it's in multiple offers and I can't get a hold of them because they're at a call center someplace and who knows where, that is not a good thing. So I'm going to go out on the limb to say if your loan officer has not given you their cell phone number, you need to keep shopping. What do you say to that, Shelly? I, I agree. I mean, Mimi, we were on the phone last night. You know, that's what happens. It's right. a Saturday night. That doesn't matter. There's so many offers. I was texting payments to a guy on Thursday night at 1030 at night because he was in multiples and didn't want to go too high. He was scared about his payment. And so you have to be able right. to be on. You have to be there. This is major decisions people are making. And right. you have to be available. And you have to be able and to let's just quick talk sometimes. about how... How a local presence, if you're in multiple offers, so I'm I'm just going to say as a listing agent, when I'm getting 10, 20 offers and I'm scrutinizing them with my seller about what's important, it's not always the price, just going to say. It's the ability of that particular person to close. And how do they know? It's it's the loan officer. Right. So industry people, we know. We know who's going to be able to close. So yes, absolutely. Right. So let's go. We have another caller, and we appreciate your patience being part of the Red Hot Real Estate Show. So we're going to go to call now. Amy, thank you very much for calling. What's your question for Shelly? Hi, Shelly. I have a um, mortgage that's going to be um, completed in 24. Okay. And 15 years ago, when I set up that 20-year loan, I was giddy, and I thought I'd be mortgage-free in 24. Isn't that funny? Well, yeah, now that I'm almost 60, I understand that's yeah. the case. Is there a rough way to figure out really an idea of what I am going to still have in 24? As for far as taxes and insurance? Oh, for taxes and insurance? Yes, because right now you're escrowing that as part of your monthly mortgage payment. Is that right, Amy? Yes. Okay, so uh, your property tax statement is public. 
So you can look that up even yourself. Just go to the county website and look for the tax assessors tab and then click on, you can either put in your property address or your, if you have your property ID number, it'll ask you for either one and then your taxes will come up and that'll be your annual taxes. So you'll divide that by 12 to just kind of give yourself an idea of what that monthly amount would break down to in your homeowner's insurance you should call your homeowner's insurance company because you would have had that set up it's your company that you chose and they would they'll gladly send you a deck page i understand amy's question though because i you know if you get used to escrowing that and that's one of those things that we've covered before like what does it actually mean to escrow it it's one of those things you get accustomed to not looking at that all the time Right. right absolutely. And so it's not a number that you're like, I have at the top of my head. It right. always took care of itself. Right. And it's one of those things that, too, at the beginning, you could choose to take care of it yourself. But most of us kind of don't. Right. Right. I think like two percent of the loans I've ever originated have taken on their own escrows. Right. You know, if you if your escrows are huge, you know, you have taxes of 10,000 or 20,000 a year. Well, yeah, you'll probably gain a little bit of an interest. Right. If you put it in the bank. But most people, it's just the. You know, if you Ease don't, if you don't have it in there, you're going to forget to pay it or you're right. going to get nabbed somewhere else. But you won't have to pay it monthly, Amy. You can plunk it away in an account and kind of pay it monthly to yourself, if you will. And then annually, your homeowner's insurance is due and taxes are due on May 15th and October 15th. So once that mortgage is paid off, you're going to kind of pay it differently. Perfect. Perfect. So Mimi, and okay. I've had some, mm-hmm. I've had some people get confused when they receive their their tax statement saying what the projected taxes are going to be, and they freak out because they're like, oh, my gosh, I thought that was taken care of. Um, So that's a good question if you Mm -hmm. are freaking out, that at least you're thinking about it. But the county will send you out a statement once a year telling you what the projected taxes are going to be. But if if you have concerns after getting that, reach out to your your, uh, provider and make sure that your taxes are still being escrowed properly. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, we appreciate everybody who called in today. That was fantastic. fantastic. And I know that we had some information that we wanted to cover back about that. Uh, the, the Not only the credit simulation, but some information we wanted to cover, right, Mimi, about the difference between an FHA loan and a uh, um, getting that conventional. Is that what we wanted to go back to, Mimi? Well, I, I think kind of, sort of. Okay. Um, so one thing I would like to say um, about the story that, that Shelley told about the, the person that um, was concerned about credit, even though they had a nice high score. Yes. So if you are working with someone who's not available um, and they may have another full-time job, I would ask yourself, who do you think? can help you better. Right. Somebody who does it all the time, every day, or somebody who's dabbling, okay? Ask yourself these questions because it's a very competitive world out there right now with real estate, and you need to arm yourself with with as much ammunition as you can so that you can get a house. Our job as realtors is to get you a house or to sell your house. So, Shelly, what do you say to that? Right, right. And a loan officer's job is to make sure that we get you in a mortgage that is right for you, that we assess your situation and what are you comfortable uh, making a payment of and what's included in that payment. And maybe you need more down payment or maybe you need to pay your closing costs in order to get your offer accepted. Um, so those are some of, some of the things that I'm sure you're seeing, Mimi, that you, you've got to arrange for those costs. Well, I think, 
you know, if you need to have a really good consultation as a new buyer because even if you've bought a home before, this is the wild west right now. Right. And we need to let you know exactly what we're seeing so you're prepared for it because it's shocking, A, that maybe you can't get closing costs paid like you could a few years ago maybe. Um, and, and it's a case-by-case scenario, you know, so maybe a house has been on the market for a while. Can you overlook a few minor imperfections in a house just so you can get a house? I, I would encourage folks that have HGTV eyes that they <laughs> take those glasses off immediately because right. I see a lot of people do it. I see people look at a house that the bones are there, but it's just not pretty. Right. You know what? So I can lose 20 pounds, and I'll look a whole lot better. Right. Same thing, too. You, you put a little paint up and some cute curtains and a new, you know, some new carpet, and it's a, it's a new place. Mm-hmm. It, not everything's beautiful at first. Well, right. I want to you know? say two things. First of all, Mimi, you are beautiful right now, as you are. Um, secondly, <laughs> well, I, think that, I think that we also have to remind ourselves that there's a reason why you want to talk to a professional, because we all have those friends, those loved ones, those people who have bought a house before or been through a scenario and they're advising us. Like I remember when I was buying my house, my mom had all this advice. I'm like, that's just not the way it is anymore. Right. You know, her saying, well, you should do this and you shouldn't have to pay for that. And they should do this. And have, I'm like, that's just not the reality. Yeah. You know, when she bought her house 17 years ago, that was a whole different world right. than exactly. it is now. I right. tell people that all the time. You're mm-hmm. not going to get advice any other time except for when you have a baby. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, like when you buy a house, I'm yeah. telling you, everybody wants to tell you their story, and none of them are good. There's no, no good stories. No, I'm like, I'm glad that was you. It's not what right. I have going on right now, right. and it just kind of stresses you thing, out, guys. So all of these, all of these experts in our lives, right? Mm-hmm. We all have them, right? And God bless them because yes. their intentions are good, right? But did they walk through the 20 houses that you've already seen with you? Right. Yes, in a pandemic, yeah, with masks on and boots. Did they do that with you? Did they see everything you saw? So take that in with a grain of salt. And if you are the person who's shopping for a property and you have an expert that you won't make a decision unless that expert agrees with you, they need to be shopping with you right then and there. Fair enough. Because you can't even get back into houses for a second showing these days. You're lucky if you get 15 minutes. And that is the reality. It is, yeah. I've heard that. You you had a listing like that where they were like doubling up on, on showings even. It is crazy. I'm telling everybody right now that when you see the coming soon, that is the time to book the showing. Okay. So, and we're here to help you. So I want people to reach out to us. You can reach me at Mimi at MNRedHotRealEstate.com, and you can get the credit simulator that Shelly is offering by texting Credit Simulator to 651-578-2218. Call us, text us with your questions. Right. And we always appreciate you through in the week, so remind you again, let's give them out your website, Shelly, and also yes. give them out your mobile number. Great. So my website is my name, ShellyFerris.net, S-H-E-L-L-Y-F-A-R-R-I-S.net, and mm-hmm. my cell, 612-839-6918. All right. Well, I am so glad that I got a chance to see you. Same. And Mimi, you, of course, are always beautiful, and my friend, I'm happy to call you friend. I know that you're busy out there, so thank you for both for doing all the work you do. We remind everybody that you can get this episode and previous episodes by going to our website. It's mytalk1071.com. Just use the keyword red hot. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. 
Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you 24-7 with supplies and solutions for every industry and access to product specialists ready to help. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Bakers, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. And right now, you can save when you shop your faves. Just buy six or more participating sale items and save 50 cents each with your card. Bakers, fresh for everyone.